0: to the Cocoa Express
1: Show Network for Saturday, October 25th, 2014. It is now time for you, The Best Invention Ever with Valencia Lyle Saunders and her special guests. Welcome to You, The Best Invention Ever featuring host Valencia Lyle Saunders, a show dedicated to inspiring you to invent something incredible, your life. Hello, hello, hello. How are you? It's me, Valencia. <laughs> How are you doing? Uh, I'm wonderful. But, good. Um, but but before we get into my guest, I just want to catch you all up on what's happening. Um, it's Of course, it's October, the end of October, and I can never believe it's the end of October, but that's when our show is, and the months go by, go by so fast. Um this, for the next three months, I'm going to be doing a segment on mind, body, and spirit with my good friend. I'm telling good friend. We go back so far, and I have a really funny story to tell you about that. But her name is Dr. Carol Penn. She is the chief resident, family practice, um, at, she's the chief resident, um, at Family Practice Medicine at St. Johnson's Hospital, North Philadelphia, um, Hospital System. She is also the National Health Core Scholar. Uh, she is nationally certified in health and wellness and a fitness coach. She is nationally certified uh, nationally certified physical trainer, certified yoga instructor. She serves on the board of directors and executive committee for Lamaze International, and she's done that for at least 12 years. She's been a doula, and she's also been an Alvin Ailey dancer. So you know she's got to be fierce because those dancers are fierce people. And she was my Lamaze instructor. That's how we met. And when I saw her walk through the door, for some reason, I knew this was going to be okay. And she has been um, by my side for so many med- medical events in my life. And I just want to say thank you, Dr. Carol Penn. How you doing, girl?
0: <laughs> I'm absolutely wonderful.
2: Thank you for all the kind words in your introduction.
1: <laughs> so I just and, want you to know that I know you. <laughs> uh,
2: well, yes, we, we do go back. And birth, as we all know, is the pivotal event in the life of a woman, in the life of a family, I -hmm. consider it sacred work and wonderful work. And I'm still involved in helping new moms and dads, helping welcome that first little one into the world.
1: And I can honestly tell you that you were, I, I can't even, you know, I can't even put a word to what you were during those times because it's just such a new event in your life. It's like being in a bubble. It's like nothing you've ever experienced. There are no guidebooks. There are no rules. You know, every life is so different. And no matter what you've heard, your little bundle of joy is different. <laughs> from everybody <else's>.
0: Oh, yes. <laughs> With no and you don't know.
1: Yeah, and you don't know up from down. But that being said, that and that is part of you know that also comes into play with what we're going to be talking about for the next three months: mind, body, and spirit. And we're going to start out with the mind because if your mind is not right, the rest of you doesn't follow. Correct. So correct. Um, this being where you where where your primary work is now, what can you Tell us about, you know, the work that you're doing at Saint Joseph's with Mind Body and, you know, wellness, all over wellness.
2: Well, let me first share with you some updates about what mm-hmm. I'm doing, my work in the world with you and our listening audience. So mm-hmm. right now I'm really blessed and I thank the universe, I thank my ancestors I thank my Lord and Savior because I am now acting medical director of a federally qualified health care center in Philadelphia, Quality Community Health Care. And I am delighted to be able to bring the full spectrum of mind-body medicine into a federally qualified health care center and then also be able to bring it to a national audience in my role as the acting medical director and also in my role as faculty on the Center for Mind-Body Medicine and faculty, clinical faculty at Rowan University School of Osteopathic Medicine, where it is my charge to train third and fourth year medical students in the clinical application Of mind body medicine. So that's a relatively new role in my life, and it is a a wonderful platform and enlarged territory to begin to make a paradigm shift in how we interact with the medical system, and most importantly, how we interact with patients and with each other. One of the keys to mind-body medicine is understanding that self-care is Mm -hmm. the heart of health care. And that speaks directly to what we're going to be doing over the next three months, which is mind-body and spirit, starting with the mind today. So that's on the professional front. And then Mm -hmm. on the personal front, on the heart level, I have married the love of my life recently. A few yes, ago in August, and uh, exactly. Mr. D M Jones, thank you so much, uh, Mr. D M Jones, who is also not only is he my life partner, but he's also my my business manager and collaborator on this journey in getting the word out about mind body medicine, and I'm also a parenting. Two sons. So, again, this folks from all of who we are and how this influences. I have a sophomore. Our oldest is a sophomore at Northwestern University. And we have a younger son who is in fifth grade. So we have Mm. our dear Kata and Dima. So we have the two boys. And then we're also, we play the role of son and daughter to two aging parents, which I think sometimes give us greater challenges than our children. So right. We really yeah. have that full, full spectrum going on and all of that speaks to mind, body and medicine and how it is that one is able to interact and be in the world.
1: Well, I always like to start out with beginnings and 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 I think at the end of your introduction that i said that you were an Alvin Ailey dancer. And that is, I think, one of the ultimate mind-body connections, to be a dancer, to know your body, to be creative. And they both have to be work in concert with each other so that when we see these amazing feats that dancers pull off, you know, there has to be a mind-body connection. So oh, I
0: Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
2: What I'd like to share about that, again, I have to give praise and honor and great thanks to all of my mentors and teachers in the professional dance world. Uh, we could do a show alone on that. Um, however, mm-hmm. thank you to all of 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 you who are out there, um, and all the ones that shaped me as a dancer. I started locally. I'm from Central Jersey, so here locally. Madame Clevinska was my very first dance teacher,
0: who <laughs> was from
2: the very famous Russian ballet training system. Mm. And she She was the first one, and then her assistant, Barbara Jordan, one of the first African-American ballerinas that I ever met. And from From Madame Stravinska going on to Leah Maurer, a local dance studio. Leah was a rockette of the famous, world-famous rockettes. And then from Mm. um, Leah Maurer on to Maureen Deacon, who studied and trained with the very famous Merce Cunningham and Paul Taylor. And then from there, Alvin Alley, Joffrey, Dance Theater of Harlem. So my dance legacy is deep and rich and and for me I started dancing when I was three, performing at four, and dancing was always a way for me to listen, to listen to the voice of spirit. It's a receptive practice for me. So yes, there's mm-hmm. the performance piece and people see, you know, and it's it's wonderful and, and fabulous. But for me, it's always been a receptive piece. I listen most deeply when I am in motion. Now, you can imagine this posed a few problems during my school life. Were you supposed to sit still? (laughs) Right. (laughs) You know, I was never quite able to manage that. But, (laughs) But, you know, and and again, that's another conversation, ways of learning and ways of delivering material. And Mm -hmm. I always say everything that I've ever achieved, life will be performing artist because it is my way of connecting with the world Martha Graham once said that dancers are the acrobats of God I also believe and I say yes I Mm -hmm. also believe and I also say that dancers are the poets of God before Mm -hmm. there is before there was the word there was breath and before Mm -hmm. there was breath there was movement
0: Mm-hmm. It is
2: our most fundamental language, and it is core to understanding the mind, body, spirit connection. There must be movement.
0: movement. Our first
2: movement was our when when our parents made love and mm-hmm. the firm united with the eggs. Mm-hmm. That was that's movement. There's no that's words, movement. there's no language there, that's movement. And then before that blastocyst implanted in the lining of the uterus of the mother, it spun into that that lining. That movement. That implantation of mm-hmm. movement. One of the reasons mm-hmm. why it's still so hard to tell when a baby's going to be born, it's because that blast has been around for up to a week before it settles and implants in the lining of the mother's uterus. Mm-hmm. So that's why we always have this, well, you know, the due date, is you know, two weeks on either side, because there's this right. whole universe that's being created, that's spinning and turning and moving before it says, okay, I'm going to set root here.
1: Yeah. Wow. I didn't know all that. Yeah. Yeah!
2: Wow! <laughs> wow! So it's you know it's so it's so it's this, this movement is primordial. It's fundamental. It's absolutely key to uh, learning self care and understanding mm-hmm. the the fundamental root of what it means to be mind body spirit
1: connected. Right! Wow! Now that was pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, just the whole idea and aspect of, you know, prior. We just we just think bing bang but no, there is a c it sounds like a concert, a whole you know, like you said, universe of things coming together to just help you settle down and become the person that you're going to become. Yes. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, the 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 spark of what we know is human life. And in that coming together of the egg from the female and the sperm from the male partner, it -hmm. is no less complex than the very original creation of the universe itself. It is no less complex than when we look up in the night sky and we see the stars and the planets when the night sky is dark enough and all of that universe that is reflected above, as above, so below, it is repeated in the union of the the sperm and the egg to create the human life.
1: Now, see, that's something for me to wrap my mind around right there, you know, as we talk about the mind and getting your mind right. And I think if we explained if this was explained to younger people, they would have a more deeper reverence for the act of birth or the possibility of birth. Because now I'm, you know, my mind is like, wow, this is, I have a different respect for the coming together and and the making of life. Well,
2: Hmm. you know, we are so beautifully and complexly made and, One of the reasons why I enjoy traveling and and speaking nationally, internationally, uh, one of my favorite audiences is young people. And young people, Mm -hmm. it's wonderful when you can give them a concrete example. And I tell them, tonight, go look up at the night sky. Look Mm -hmm. at what you can see with the visible eye. And that universe that you can see, is that just the tip of the iceberg in terms of what's reflected deep in you on your cellular level, on those 70 to 100 trillion cells that comprise the human body. Each of the complexity and the beauty you see in the night sky is reflected in each of the cells of your life. And when you create life, you are... That is what you are creating. You are creating another universe within yourself, and again, that's part of the magnificence, the beauty, and the mystery of being. And it's so human.
1: poetic. It's so poetic, and, and you know,
2: it is and poetic. It's, it's, it is poetic.
1: Yes. Yeah. And there's a certain beauty in it. Not a certain. There is a beauty in it. Wow, Carol. <laughs>
0: Well, That's yes. all I can all say right, right now. Yes. Wow,
1: wow, wow, wow. Okay, so this is really the core of what we're trying to accomplish here: is to allow your, you know, the mind to open up to a, a beauty about itself,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and mm-hmm. how we can interpret that and do some great things within ourselves. So, wow, I'm just God's mask. Anyway, <laughs> I really am. I could turn this off and just go meditate and sit and ponder that for another hour or two. Wow.
2: Well, meditation, okay. what you're saying, that word you use, meditation, Mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm.
2: that is, a key to one of the things that you stated, theme of the program about getting one's mind right. Mm -hmm. Meditation, and there are many, many different forms of meditation, is a way of addressing that challenge of getting one's mind right. Uh,
0: However, a lot of people
2: feel they don't know how to meditate, and if you will, I would just like to share a very simple approach to meditation as a gateway to getting one's mind right. Would that work?
1: That would be fabulous because, you know, I think people think of meditation as a woo-woo experience, um, something that... uh, you're doing the Himalayas, but if it can be simplified, please go ahead.
2: Yes, well, it's meditation itself is really very, very simple. So I can share in, in a few moments a few simple concepts. However, mastery takes a lifetime. So it's mm-hmm. part of part of the journey. Part of the journey, and that's the difference. So here we go with some simple approaches to coming into a meditative state. And as a definition, meditation is achieving a state of relaxed awareness. Achieving a state of relaxed awareness. Mm. And to do that, sometimes I would advise, yourself right now Valencia as well as our listening audience to take a moment however if you're driving and listening don't do this unless you're going to pull over (laughs) to the side (laughs) but if you are at home in a place where you can stay
1: please take a moment just to sit
2: empty your hands don't need to be holding anything right now Let your feet rest on the floor and your body be supported in the chair, the couch, the bed, the floor, wherever you are seated, or even if you're lying down. And when you're feeling comfortable, I invite you to let your eyes close for a moment. And once your eyes are closed, I'm going to ask you to notice your breath. Simply notice. Breathing in and breathing out. Watch your breath. Breathe in and breathe out. Simply watching the breath. Breathe in and breathe out. Breathe in. And
0: breathe out. Ah.
2: If you're noticing any tense spots anywhere in your body, see if you can let go just a little bit. Go back to watching the breath. Breathe in. Breathe out. Breathe in. Breathe out. If you start to have thoughts, you can simply notice them, watch the thought, not get involved with it. Breathe in, breathe out, breathe in, breathe
0: out.
2: Now, if you will, take a nice deep breath with me in through the nose. Exhale through the mouth, let a little smile come to your lips. And when you're ready, I invite you to let your eyes rather
1: open. Yeah, Welcome back. Well that was nice. That was like a little a little a little tea break, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that was really simple and it really did the trick. And that's just uh, how simple meditation can be.
2: Yes. That is a very basic form of what we call concentrative meditation. I gave you something to concentrate on, your breath. You watch the breath. Mm -hmm. Breathe in, breathe out. You were seated in a comfortable position, in a safe place. I invited you. A lot of people think, well, I keep thinking. I keep having thoughts. Guess what? You have a brain. You're human. You're going to continue to have thoughts. So that's another distinction that I like to make. Meditating, but I like to say,
1: don't get involved, don't get involved right. with the thought.
2: That's the key. Your brain yes. that's the job of the frontal lobe, it's going to keep having thoughts until you no longer have thoughts, and that's once we've made our transition. So, mm-hmm. while you are alive in this body. The frontal lobe is going to keep producing thoughts, This is a wonderful thing, and that's the key that you learn to watch them and become your own witness as opposed to getting involved with thoughts, which is what takes you up and out and away from yourself. So, and I
1: think that's a lesson in life too. We tend to get involved in things we don't need to help with instead of just being just watching that thing happen and say, you know, I don't have to get into that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's right. (laughs) One of my favorite things is nothing's happening. Because, you know, Mm -hmm. But when you stop about it, when you bring yourself back to the present moment, you say, no, nothing really is happening now. Yes, I know about my, my cousin who fell. She broke her kneecap, and that's disturbing to me, and I know that's painful to her. However... And and we get all caught in that and it's like but right mm-hmm. now where I am is I'm at work and there isn't anything I can do about that other than be aware of it, pray for her in the moment. However I need to concentrate right here, right now and be present in this meeting that I'm in. As mm-hmm. right you know, getting ourselves and our nervous system all revved up about something that in truth, is already in the past.
0: Mm-hmm. You might have
2: just gotten, but it's happened, and you're not helping that person
1: by no. your
2: upset and worry.
1: Or yourself.
2: Or yourself. No, that that is not helpful. So, and I, no. you know, and I tell people, you know, we one of the things technology helps us, but it also hurts us. You know, we now even we could even carry it around on our watch so our watch will ding and people talking into their phones like Dick Tracy. I think in the <laughs> do 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 what you're doing now. Yeah. There's a Zen saying that says when you eat, eat. When you talk, talk. As opposed mm-hmm. to this, this this multitasking that we have uh gotten and ourselves
1: yourself to a million pieces.
2: Exactly, exactly. You know, so turn. I, you know, I tell my patients, turn off your cell phone for the time you are in here with me. Guess Mm -hmm. what? That's the beauty of the technology. It'll go into voicemail because whatever is going on, you're sitting here with me. You can't address it right now anyway.
1: Mm Mhm. And it's just giving you anxiety knowing that you know that could ring again.
2: Exactly. Exactly. Silence. You know, to so give yourself the gift of stillness and silence. When so that meditation practice that we did right now, that was about ninety seconds. And in terms yeah. of how long it takes for our body to begin to make the physiological shift, with experienced meditators, it's it's pretty it's absolutely instant. For those that may be new to it. For the blood Mm -hmm. pressure to start to lower, the digestive system to start to enliven itself. Um, The we go in from sympathetic overdrive into parasympathetic. So sympathetic is your fight or your flight. Mm -hmm. Whereas the parasympathetic is your tend and befriend or your rest. And digest, and that's a, a, a simple way for people to remember it. And we live in a sympathetic overdrive world, and we need to be able to bring the sympathetic and the parasympathetic nervous system into balance on a daily basis.
1: On a daily basis,
2: on a daily basis, yes. Mm-hmm. Because every time you turn on the news or pick up a oh newspaper, that stimulates, listen to your reaction, just the mm-hmm. the, just the thought. There's your mind. Yeah. Your mind has a thought and it flashed to all of the anxiety-provoking, upsetting things, and your body had a reaction. Boom, boom, Yeah. Matter of seconds. Oh, my God. Yeah. Matter of seconds. So the antidote to living in this high-wire act, stressful, modern-day life really is, again, contained within the universe of our own bodies. We find it in our breath. We Uh. find it in being able to take and sit. So that's the very good news is that we still have an incredibly powerful and an incredibly simple way to address. The sympathetic overdrive of our external environment, and that is in the connection to the breath.
1: And that ninety seconds really did prove it, at least for me, that mm-hmm. just as like you said, in ninety seconds, you can feel um, just a little, you know, at peace, yes. relax, yeah, just and And that's all it takes once a day to just try and give yourself or or is it as many times as you need it
2: or as many times as you need it? I do it all the time all throughout the day and then i and it allows me to stop and notice what is going on is there mm-hmm. tension that I'm carrying in my sh- jaw is there tension that i'm Carrying in my shoulders, and then I can address it right then and there instead of here I am at the end of the day and i and i and I'm you know arriving at home, and I wonder, well, why am I almost crippled because I've now gone from the jaw to the shoulders to the neck to the lower back to you know where I'm just holding areas of tension in my body, but doing it anyone to stop and notice okay, there is nothing happening, breathe. You can let that tension go out of your jaw. There is nothing happening. Breathe. You can let that tension go out of your shoulders. Otherwise, it accumulates. And that's how we're walking around with a nation filled up with people with back problems and back pain.
1: Mm. So stress accumulates and translates itself into what?
2: It accumulates and it translates lates itself into disease processes in the body.
0: Mm. More so and
2: more, me? I'm going to say more and more, proving that the root of many disease is oxidative stress, no matter what the disease. So if we can address this oxidative stress which is brought on by inflammation and irritation, the stress of life, if you will, Mm. going all the way back to Dr. Hans Selye and the fabulous work that he did in the body's stress system and generalized anxiety disorder and generalized stressors, we are learning that, wow, if we can cut that off, we can turn around many disease processes, including the diseases of obesity, cancer, arthritis, Sign diabetes. Me up. Yes. Yes. Sign me yes. Up. yes,
0: yes, yes,
2: yes, yes. And, and it begins Extremely with this really, the application of... In a way, the new science applied to these age old schools of thought and wisdom. Mm-hmm. Like they're saying, it's so beautiful, it's so simple, yeah. yet it might take a lifetime to master. And,
1: and, that's I all, think, and that's all right. And you know what? I think people get hung up on the idea of mastery. You know? They get hung up on the end product and they just never get to the beginning. You know, it's not, it's just about the destination. The destination is mastery, but the journey to getting there is what's most important. And again, if you keep it simple, like you're saying, you don't worry about the mastery of it, just the idea of doing it on a regular basis.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. It, and it One time, um, Along my journey to getting to this point, I was standing at a Barnes and Noble, and I was going, "Oh my goodness! When can I stop buying these self-help books? And when can I stop listening to these self-help tapes? And and when can I, you know, when do I get there? When when will I have all this meditation, business, and and higher ordered thinking together?" And this is my you know, my monkey mind was racing around the library of these thoughts mm-hmm. and generating new thoughts. An answer came to me in that from that still small voice that said, Never. This is a journey. <laughs> this is an ongoing process. Never. This, this is so. like like never. Like never. Like never. This is called life.
1: And I think, you know, what I'm hearing from you is that in that answer, the beauty of that answer is never, and that's great, because that means there's always new discovery. There's always something new for you to find out about yourself.
2: Exactly, exactly. And life. And
1: so you never want to, because to, destination means game over.
2: <laughs> game well, over, you finished. Up, up. Absolutely, the game over. You've made your transition. That's when you. Mm-hmm. That's when you can stop and and perhaps not even then. I believe that life is everlasting. It just might change forms. But that's another that's another show, another yeah. conversation. But you know, getting back to your theme, you the best invention ever. Invent mm-hmm. your life. So your show is an invitation for people to invent their lives, and getting one's mind right is a way of inventing your life. It is all creation. It is all imagination. The very famous scientist and mathematician Albert Einstein said, imagination is the key. It is more important than knowledge.
0: Hmm. So, and again, we all
2: know
1: he was smart, people, right? He was smart. Absolutely. He was, he was so. one
2: of the
0: smart people,
2: absolutely. Mm-hmm. And but it was his imagination that 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 got him to some of those mathematical formulas that allow us now to be able to identify certain constructs in energy, form, and matter in a linear fashion. It was his, he imagined it first before he knew it, before he could prove it.
1: And a simple question is, in imagination, what if? Yes. What if there was something that could fly through the air that people sat in that helped them get from point A to point B? Absolutely. What if?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. So an- another approach that I take to helping people get their mind light again, is, of course, movement. I mm-hmm. have the wonderful privilege of directing a women's dance company, most of whom are women who have no professional dance training. They range in age from the mid 40s up till the mid 70s.
1: Wow. And
2: they just, it sort of like came out of, well, you know, I always wanted to dance, but I never did So mm-hmm. imagine if. I could live this part of my life as a dancer. As
1: a dancer. Beautiful.
2: And lo and behold, we've been together for nine years, and it has been an absolutely marvelous journey. Marvelous journey. And part of and so you say, well, you know, gee, you know, there's what you see when you see uh, uh, the beautiful New York City Ballet or you see Alvin Alley and you see, wow, mm-hmm. look at that. Yeah. You know, that's mm-hmm. pretty, pretty impressive. And then there's a woman who's 70 who's seen it, but she certainly never moved that way. So how do yeah. we, and these women, Nazis, they didn't just want to come take a dance class. They wanted to perform. And that's of what i have been doing. They've been, they're, they're, they're not just dancers taking dance class, but they're performing artists. And one of my mm-hmm. ways of approaching um, how you take a, a, a 40, 50, 60, or a 70 year old from this desire of being a dancer to being in front of an audience is some of the approaches that we have taken in movement, which I've used yoga and I've used Qigong as well mm-hmm. as the modern dance vocabulary in order to achieve that. And, again, as a person who is somatically based or very passionate about movement and the information that our bodies know about us and in the ways that when we move our body can inform us that separate from the words we may form or speak is to Mm. encourage not only my dancers but all of my patients to begin to incorporate a movement form into their day-to-day. It is another approach of getting your mind right.
1: So I kind of think, and in my day, I turn on the music and I just dance like, you know, I just dance. <laughs> like mm-hmm. when you were a teenager. When you go in your room, you turn the music and then you just have your moment. And you do a little dancing and you stop. Yes. And, I always and, feel like, woohoo, it does something to my mood. It does.
2: It is a no improvement mood elevator. It helps your body release certain endorphins.
0: Of little mm-hmm.
2: biochemicals that are made inside of our own body, made inside of this vast internal universe. And you have that feel good moment. It helps our body create another hormonal peptide called serotonin, again, which, when that is in circulation, it is known to lift the mood. So we, we have all this contained, and I have seen people go from being on different psychotropic medications to under medical supervision reducing the medication to zero once they've incorporated movement into their life on a daily basis
0: because now
2: their body is creating these substances at sufficient levels to help elevate mm. and sustain positive mood.
1: That's incredible. So,
2: so Yeah, it's pretty like, powerful. Pretty
1: powerful. Take your little device, your little phone, it's got some music on it, and you're at work, you're just having a really jacked up day, go to the supply closet, and just have two seconds of movement and come out. <laughs> a Absolutely. different person. How,
2: however long it takes for you. So for instance, mm-hmm. I I was I was introduced to in a in a formal way meditation and seated meditation when I was finishing high school in Indonesia. So we're going way back in the day in the mid nineteen seventies. However, because of my personality type and my unique stamp on life. It was about 20 years before I could actually do a seated meditation and just come to it seated. I had to dance into it, wiggle into it, yoga into it
0: before Mm -hmm. I could
2: be in stillness. I couldn't come and just sit down in terms of, you know, again as the gateway to getting my mind right. And that was one of the things that I, I loved so much about yoga because in each pose each pose has a name and a history and there's a little story mm-hmm. in within the context of each pose and i could tell those little stories to myself and and as i went from one pose to the next to the next at some point i would realize i was in a state of bliss or a state of feeling aha and open and relaxed and only was it at that point that I could then, you know, come to that seated meditation practice. And over time, again, so like this is a journey. It's not a destination. It's an unfolding.
1: Hmm. That's pretty awesome. Just knowing that, you know, when you're starting these meditation practices, you might be fidgety, but that's okay. Fidget until you stop. Or find the practice that incorporates, you know, like you said, yoga is has poses. So there's moving and there's stillness at the same, you know, in in that pose. You go from pose to pose, but there's there is a window of stillness, and that's how you learn to be stiller and stiller, if that's a word. (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely. And
2: then there's also there's some wonderful. Online resources available, Daily Word is one of my favorite, where you can just read a positive affirmation or a positive thought. Again, and, and I suggest that people do this first thing in the morning for, again, mm-hmm. getting the mind right so that whatever it is that we wake up with, the struggles, the worries, that, that hey, let's start the day with a positive mindset. Uh uh, Deepak and Oprah have a wonderful online program, free daily meditations, and there's always Mm -hmm. a little bit of lesson and some positive words. So that's another resource. My husband, who is a wonderful poet and writer, runs an annual. Uh, international Writers Workshop called Bona. He posts on Tumblr every day. Again, these positive words. And again, it's all about getting the mind right. Because with, as we know, give us a few waking hours, we're probably going to get some upsetting news. Whether it's directly right. personal in our lives or because we picked up a newspaper or went online mm-hmm. or turned on the news, there is always something um Coming seemingly arising out of the chaos that can pull us from our natural state of joy of peace of focus of clarity that's our natural state this this franticness that we experience, and the agitation that we experience is a sign that we are not in our natural state. Our natural state is this relaxed awareness, so what is it that we need to do to? reset our default buttons to getting mm-hmm. the mind right. That's the beginning. That's the beginning of receptivity. Good news is because forward movement and evolution is that, again, is our natural unfolding. We're all going to get there. We are all in a state of evolution. However, mm-hmm. one of, we can speed it up a little bit or keep ourselves on track by doing a few simple things. So whether it is the written word that helps to set you in that positive mind frame, whether it is simply concentrating on the breath or whether it is, you know, like as simple as putting on some of your favorite music and moving, it Mm -hmm. is the thing that quickly brings us into a balance to allow this natural evolutionary unfolding to be on track.
1: That's incredible. It's just simple things. One of the things that I think is so important in and attracts me to people so quickly is humor. Yeah. The the ability to laugh, to laugh at yourself, to laugh at situations. And just laughter seems to do something like pretty special to me to people.
2: I agree I agree there's you know people you can actually get certified in laughter yoga.
1: Mm. <laughs> I'm
0: take I that. have a, <laughs> a,
2: a, I have a a new friend who is an anesthesiologist so you know uh-huh. she's doing she's doing pretty serious things putting people to sleep mm-hmm. for surgery
0: and, and trying as, to wake them
2: up <laughs> and trying yes yes waking up is the other part and as the uh antidote to the pressure of her work, she went and got herself certified in laughter yoga, and now she teaches laughter yoga because, again, you can imagine the seriousness and the stress and tension when mm-hmm. you literally have someone's life in your hands in that right. way, and she has used laughter as an antidote and also as her pathway to getting her mind light.
0: Mm-hmm. So she goes mm-hmm.
2: forward, so she's able to, as she goes from surgery to surgery, procedure to procedure, she can let that go and go be free to go on to the next one and be fully present and fully attentive and in the moment for yeah. what she is doing.
1: Because there's something, when, when someone is, or if I'm having a really good belly laugh, there's just something that's like reckless abandon. You just... It's it's like an invitation to just go cuckoo <laughs> and have fun doing it. You have yeah. a really good laugh. Laugh.
2: Yes, yes, and then come back. You know, so yeah. a, good laugh, a good laugh and a good cry are kind of opposite experiences yeah. but on the same spectrum. After we have either one of those, we seem to be so much better off and then we're able to go ahead and do what we need to do in the moment. Yeah,
1: it leaves you a little f- Leave some space. It creates some space. You feel a little freer, like, okay, I'm good now. What do you want to do? <laughs> what do we want to do?
2: Yes. Yes. Well, I certainly want to invite yourself as well as the listening audience to a public experience that I'm going
0: mm-hmm. to be
2: sharing in Central Jersey that will help people to continue on this space of mind, body, and spirit and bringing the mind, body, and spirit together into a comprehensive whole. And that's on Saturday, November 22nd. Myself Mm -hmm. and the incredible women in the core of fire are going to be offering a dance and Qigong workshop. We are going to combine dance as well as the vocabulary of Qigong into a workshop. It's an annual workshop experience where, and again, you don't have to have any particular experience. You
0: just mm-hmm. need to
2: show up and come. It's going to be at the Unitarian Universal Meeting House in Lindsoff, New Jersey. If people mm-hmm. want to register or find out about more information, they should call the number 732-784-3211. Again, that's 732 732- 784-3211, 1, 1, and I will get back to them personally because we're going to do some of all of that. We're going to laugh, we're going to cry, we're going to move, we're going to hear music, we're going to touch our spirits, we'll be co- deeply connected to one another, and it is a, a wonderful annual event.
1: And I think that's so awesome. And again, what is, what is the date again? And what is the name okay. of the workshop?
2: It's called Let It Be. Let It Be okay. with Dr. Carol Penn and the Corps of Fire. The date of the workshop mm-hmm. is Saturday, November 22nd. It starts at 1 o'clock in the afternoon, so it allows people to travel as well as to have uh, a little bit of their mm-hmm. morning as we're going into the holiday season, and mm-hmm. it's going to be held at the Unitarian Universal Meeting House in Lincroft, mm-hmm. New Jersey. And the contact number is 732-784-3211. And I invite yourself to come as well as the listening audience. at tends yeah. to sell out early. So we wow. want people to, to get registered and so they'll have an opportunity to explore this mind-body connection through movement.
1: I think I think you know they, we would do ourselves a disservice if we didn't come. Oh, because.
2: absolutely, absolutely, and and people, it's so interesting. Let it be the choreography mm-hmm. is um, my father and I
0: mm-hmm. oh. in the last
2: year of his life decided to embark on the study of qigong. Tai chi. oh really. And I owe such a depth of gratitude to my father as well as mm-hmm. to my teachers, Maxine Gunther, Dr. Roger Yonke, and Master Ming-Tang Gu, uh, who continue to support me, keep me. My father and I are, are connected. This is the last father-daughter dance, and I set the, the Qigong movement to the beautiful Beatles anthem, Let It Be. However, it's the Mm -hmm. version from Julie Tramer's Across the Universe, and it's sung by gospel singer Carol Woods and Timothy Mitchum, who at the time when it was recorded, he was 11 years old, and it is, so the choreography is all mine, and, and, and this has been shared with so many people in so many settings, and, and the people have just loved doing the movement over and over again. Of course, they go out and they set it to their, their own music if they mm-hmm. like to, to do that. And it is a dance that the intention is to create world peace and healing in the world. And it is also an energetic connection between father and daughter, my father as he was in this life and now as he is in heaven. So every time I do these movements, I, I just see my father right in front of me. And it's been such a I beautiful, know beautiful, beautiful, yeah, absolutely, absolutely beautiful way for us to continue our relationship even though he has made his physical translation.
0: Mm-hmm. So um,
2: I, I, I just love sharing
0: this
1: with, with this sounds amazing. Yes. Yeah. Amazing. And I know we're we're coming close to the end, but I just want to hear a little bit about y- your practice and how people, you know, I know when anybody comes into the doctor's office, regardless of the circumstances, it's nerve wracking. How do you find a way to touch them and, and, allow them to open themselves up to this is a good thing?
2: Well, I'm very fortunate in my medical practice in North Philly. On Mondays and Tuesdays, I see people in small groups, mind, body, medicine, small groups, Mm -hmm. where they come in and they participate in, usually it's a series of eight weeks, And they participate in each week learning a different skill set that addresses rebalancing the sympathetic and the parasympathetic nervous system, which in turn reduces the oxidative stress load in their body, which in turn reduces the inflammation load, which in turn begins to address whatever is fundamentally wrong. So we see blood pressures lower. We see BMI's coming into the normal range. We see uh, hemoglobin A1C or some of the measures that we look at to measure diabetes coming into normal range. And, again, though, the patient is learning self-care. They are learning how to address it themselves, and they take from this what they need to take from this in terms, okay, this makes sense to me, this feels right me this works in my life and again if i invite anyone in the listening audience to come even if you wanted to come one time to sit in on a mind body medicine group and to do that they would want to call my office Mm 215-227-0300 extension 7301 and speak to my awesome medical assistant, Miss Stephanie Murdoch. Again, I'll give that number, 215-227-0300, extension 7301, and leave a voicemail for Miss Murdoch. And if she is able to answer, she'll answer right then and there, but she will certainly get back to you within 24 hours. And you can come into my practice as a visitor Or if you want to become a part of the practice, she can certainly help you with registration. But I always invite guests to come because this is a new way of approaching a patient, a new way of addressing medical issues within a clinical practice. So it's a wonderful opportunity just to try to see if you like it, to see if this approach makes sense for you.
1: Wow. So this is just the beginning of our journey um, in mind, body, spirit. And I got to tell you, I am um, pretty floored about how much I've learned in this little slice of time with you, Carol, Dr. Penn.
0: Thank you. Thank you.
1: Um, And always, you've always been enlightening in, in so many areas since I've known you. But, um, I think you're 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 ready to reach the masses and you've got something special to tell and and share with all of us and, and it's the way that you do it that's pretty awesome.
2: Oh well thank you. Thank you so much. Um and certainly an incredible and wonderful journey that you and I have um undertaken as friends. And thank you for giving me the opportunity to address a wider audience over the airwaves.
1: So that being said, we will be back next month, and we're going to focus, and they're all interconnected, but we're going to try and focus more on the body. Absolutely. And, yes, we are. And see <laughs> where we go. See all where right. we go. All right, honey, I love you. Um and I can't wait till next month, and we'll be talking in between. And I want you all to make sure you have the opportunity to participate in Let's Get it, Let It Be, the Let It Be workshop with Dr. Carol Penn um, at the Unity Meeting House on November 22nd at 1 p.m. It's in South Jersey. Uh, for reservations or for information, call 732-784. And also, if you want to be connected and be a participant in her practice in South Jersey, please call 215-227-0330, extension 7301, and speak with her awesome assistant, medical assistant, Stephanie Murdoch, and and find out what this um, could be for you and how it can help you. Uh, be the best invention ever. How about that, (laughs) y'all? Until Until (laughs) Yep. Until next time. Adios. (laughs) That's our show for today. So until next time, keep it real. Listen. Learn and live.